This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the go-to app for hearing audiobook. Yes, there's somebody reading books for you if you're lazy that you don't want to read yourself. Exactly. And you can get one free book if you go to audibletrial.com slash double espresso. And the best part is we actually received the first commission thanks to yes. all of you guys clicking on it. So it is working. It is free for you and we get a small commission every time you subscribe. Nice. We can buy nothing. We can pay for the microphone. We can pay we for the microphone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. And let's start with the show. Good morning or afternoon or night, depending when you're listening to this. This is Claudio. And this is Simone. And you're listening to the Double Espresso Show. And we are once again in the same room. It's yes. amazing. It's already the third episode in the same room. I just flew back from uh, Italy on my way to New York. And oh. uh, here I am in Helsinki. Nice. And uh, we just want to tell you before we start with uh, Casa Claudio, since he's already eager to start yeah. uh, that we have a new Instagram account so you can follow us at the double espresso show and please go follow like and uh, we post there more than anywhere else on social so we post a lot of pictures from us and the quotes and episodes and everything fun stuff fun stuff and also we have soon a new logo, a new logo yes. might be that when you listen to this, we already have it. We could have it, we could have it. There's uh, designers around the world working on it. And uh, let's see what's coming out of this. Nice, nice. Hey, let's just get into it because we have a lot to talk about. It's a very, very long episode today. So let's start with Casa Claudio. <laughs> Claudio. Yes. But once again, it says about from New York and you're not from New York. Yes, <laughs> yes. Here in Helsinki, from, <laughs> from Helsinki. Yeah. So this has been a traveling time. I was on a holiday in Italy for a week and I just got back today. So I woke up 4 a.m. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to sleep on the plane. So it was good. I was one week in Italy. I managed to meet friends, hike, Got to a lot of mountains and uh, new places that I've never seen before. So originally I'm from center east coast, close there, and uh, there's a lot of mountains. And I also went to some places where the earthquake, the recent earthquake was uh, uh, has been hitting. And there was one town, entire town, like no house was, uh, av- I mean, you could not live inside these houses anymore. You wow. could see like all broken. Yeah. And... Um, now living in these containers and uh, it was uh, it was quite sad but you know people like they try to rebuild their life and uh, yeah so i got to spend time with my little niece that was nice and uh, it's nice when i see how she's being she's growing up how yeah. my mother and my sister that is the mom is like shape and her. yeah <laughs> how the mistake you can do as a parent and it's easy for me you know i'm just the uncle and uh but it's nice to see that. So I use it as a therapy, sort of, to go back to my childhood and say, what did they fuck up with 
we have. And how can I, how can I fix that? Yeah. So the shaping is not always positive. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's good, but you know, like it's nothing is perfect. You're not. Uh, I, I, nobody expects that, but. I mean, definitely, I can see the style in my family that yeah. there's some flaws. I mean, also like because you've traveled, you've seen, you 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 could also like what you've done is also you benchmarked different cultures, which is something that you know also in my family they 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 haven't they they've been living on they've been literally living in the same ten kilometers radio for their yeah. whole life. You know what's crazy about this? So I went to the hairdresser. I cut my hair. By the way, you can't see this in the podcast. Also, ah, beer. Oh, no, actually, now. But what is funny is that at the hairdresser, they wash my hair after and then they wanted to dry it. I said, no, no, look, I, I never dry my hair. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't like uh, dried my hair in probably 10 years or more. And then they were like, what? Like, are you crazy? Like, uh, they didn't say you're going to die, but they, they basically said that my neck is gonna hurt when I get old, and I say, "Well, I'm almost forty. I think I'm old yeah, enough, yeah, they, but it doesn't hurt." They are, they are afraid of you know the cervix. Yeah, yeah, the rheumatism that yeah. you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. there is this crazy in Italy, for example, if you eat even a peanut, you cannot shower or swim. So you need to wait three hours for digestion, and apparently you can you need to dry your hair also in the <laughs> summer or you die, and. Uh, so it was uh, well, talking about yeah. culture yeah. and uh, Italy. We believe but a lot of crazy things. I don't know if it happened to you, but like when I go to Italy, I cannot talk about certain things anymore or like I decide not to. Yeah. Like, uh, let's say, for example, one easy one, gay marriage or the fact that gay can adopt. Like that for me, it's totally clear that, of course, like it's just crazy this war that they are still making laws for it. And uh, that's something I just I, I, I just can't talk about anymore because every time we go there, there's there's a sort of fight almost at the end because and I understood that it's not even their fault anymore. Like, I mean, it's it's the way they grew and it's the environment and it's the they could read more, I guess. But on the other hand, it, they are old enough, I guess. I, I don't know. I It's it's. I'm always very... Or maybe they don't know enough gay people. I don't know. Probably that's also the other probably. thing. Probably. They hear the legends and, the, you know, like whatever. I mean, yeah. living in Helsinki or New York, we probably have more chances to to work together yeah. and yeah. meet and hang out with uh, with gay people. And Yeah, could be. Can be. I don't know. Anyway. But it is strange. I mean, there's a lot of a conversation I would like to have, to, to have with my family, with my mom especially, and it's very hard. I mean, it's very hard to talk about emotions and uh and uh, life in general it isn't the weather and uh gossips yeah like about the town and what's who's getting married with whom and, and things <laughs> like course. that so that is uh yeah so i'm very happy to go back to new york that's definitely uh, and then in two days i'm leaving helsinki oh okay in two and, days uh, yeah. yes yes it's gonna be a short Short Helsinki trip. So the next time is going to be really from New York. Yes, yes. Uh, well, depends. I mean, maybe it's... Uh, no, no, no. It should be... From, we should be able to record when in I the next week. Exactly. Yes, yes. But let's go to Casa Simone. Ciao, Baba. Baba. From Helsinki. Yeah, actually, we're probably not going to record in the next week <laughs> because I'm flying tomorrow to China for work. Uh, so probably also the social media is going to be not many updates for a while because uh, I'll I, try my best. Yeah. yeah. 
because uh well there's there's some you know some internet problem there like you cannot connect to facebook yeah and google uh it seems they would we have a vpn in the office but i need to work so i i don't know like if i have time to remember to post for a double espresso show maybe i will let's see but uh, to tell you about the china trip so i had a meeting today with the creative director and the project is really big and he told me that uh, after this, this project is done, so in, in autumn, is, is for an autumn campaign that we're working on, it's really big. It's probably the biggest of that we're working on this year in, in our agency. And so he was telling us, uh, me and the other couple of creative, that like after that, we might get known for this in all the years following that like, you know, in the years following that I'm like, yeah, I'm Simone and I've been and I've one of those who worked on, you know, name of the campaign and people will recognize it, oh. you know, but he said, like, there's only three possible output. You will get known for it. You will quit this job because the stress was so high that you're going to quit or we're going to fire you because it sucked. Okay, so that's a... <laughs> so, those are... So what's the percentage? It was, yeah, I don't know. 30, 33. 33, yeah. or 90. So the, the thing was that after that meeting, I was trembling for a little while. I was like, whoa. I, when I went out, I was like, thank you. No pressure. I guess no pressure after this. Yeah. And he was like, no, I just really want you to know that this is really important. Yeah. That like, you know, put 150% in this if you usually put 90 in anything you do. So, and yeah, so that was, the, that's, that's China for me. So like, even this trip is a bit like, it's not going to China and be like, woo, enjoying. It's going to be like, ooh, we, I might get fired. Yeah, no. we, we have to get done this like the best way possible. And, uh, but, but I'm really looking forward because actually Saturday I have a free day. So I'm totally looking forward to that because uh, I can go and see Shanghai. So I, if you have any advice on what to do in China, or Shanghai. Uh, probably this episode is going to come when yes. I've already been there. <laughs> if you have any advice, keep it for yourself. That's uh, <laughs> You can share it for the next time because I'm probably going to go back. So, <laughs> But yeah, you know what? Um, today, uh, let's change a little bit the format. So let's go now to the books that we are reading because, um, yeah, because we will have the episode of today is a rebroadcast. So I sort of want to end then with that. But I'll talk about it that in a, in a while. And um, yeah, what books are we reading? I read a book about this sort of thing once. Are you sure it was a book? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? Oh yeah. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for once. Books have given me a magic portal to connect with people of the past and the present. I know I shall never feel lonely or powerless again. Do you want to start? I can start. So I finished The Magic of Thinking Big and The Drama of the Gifted Child. These are the two books I finished last week. And uh, uh, I think one was recommended. Yeah, The Magic of Thinking Big was by Tim Ferriss' recommendation. I liked it, although I think I should have read it probably 20 years ago. Uh -huh. uh, so it was, uh, you know, the more, the bigger you think, the more you will achieve. Right? Uh -huh. um, we know that. Let's put it like this. So it was, but the drama of the gifted child was more interesting. It was about, uh, again, connected with my mother, the relationship I was brought up. And uh, the whole point for me is that I realized that I wasn't trained to feel pain. 
So in my family, pain wasn't an emotion that was allowed to be felt in a way. So it was all about being happy, always being happy. And uh, so I have challenges with pain at some point and maybe I've been escaping pain. So that was very interesting. Uh, maybe there would be an episode about it. But I was, yeah, that's actually a very, very interesting thing. Like I was thinking that there is, there was this time in my life where I tried to like suppress something that I sort of like, you know, I shouldn't think about it. I shouldn't, you know, like think about it all every time because then you just feel bad about it. And then one day I thought that like, what if I just embrace it and that, you know, that that mistakes, that failure, you know, is actually was a lesson because at that time I didn't see it as a mistake. I saw it as something good. So let's just embrace that instead. And it's something that it's completely different than usual. Usually it's always like, no, you know, don't do what you did there. Yeah. yeah, sure. Don't do it. But like, you know, you need to still embrace it, not try to never think of that. Don't think about that. And it's like, actually, it helps to think. About yeah, it. you know, absolutely. And that's why it connects very well with the book I'm reading now. So the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Ah, and, I, I read uh, that as well. Yeah. I read that as well. So by I, Mark Manson. Yeah. He, has, he has a cool blog. I, I haven't read the blog, but the yeah. book is very interesting. So it's uh, it's about, you know, life. It's You need to decide what you give a fuck about. You cannot give a fuck about everything. No. And uh, and what do you give a fuck? You need to, like, uh, commit yourself. Uh, but mostly it's a life. It's a series of problems. They just change, evolve, get better problems. But it's just a problem after the other. Yeah. So there's no such a thing as pure happiness. And that's why I think... My blog, I don't know if we, we should have checked it before, but I think it says happiness something, the tagline of my blog. And maybe I want to I wanna revisit that. Yeah. That maybe happiness is not really the, uh, the end goal. Uh, I don't know what's the end goal. I don't know what's the end goal, but it's also like the, what you want to give a fuck about. You need really to think carefully because it's you, the only currency we really have is time. So it's like, you know, I can give a fuck about, you know, spending my time being angry because the bus was late or which this happens almost every day for me is being happy when the bus is late because I can I have more time to do something else, which I didn't think I had the time for something like that, you know, like be OK with stuff like give a fuck about what you. you yeah, want but now to. I think, for example, you like to go to the gym. I mean, when you exercise, I wouldn't say you're happy if you exercise. I mean, the happiness comes maybe thinking about it before, mm -hmm. after, after, but that part so. is the pain, hard work yeah. that you got to do to get the happiness yeah. before and after. Totally. And uh, so, and, and the old thing, it's about choosing the pain that you care about. Mm. So that's what I like in the book that okay. it's, uh, you know, everybody wants to have successful, have a relationship, a millionaire, but what's the kind of pain you can go through so it's to like get, exactly you don't you to don't get, get that because exactly. everybody wants the same shit you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, good yeah. job and yeah, yeah. good relationship but, but if you want to be millionaire like or at least the few very rich people i know they they have pretty dysfunctional families at least yeah. not that i know yeah it's like so, are you ready to work the weekend are you ready exactly. to sacrifice kids exactly. and everything so these are it's very very good points in the in the book so very very, very interesting, interesting. Yes. yeah so there was that's already a five star so far i'm only 33 percent yeah but that uh, was the subtle, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yes. Mark Manson. Yes. These are my books. What about your books? I am more than reading. I'm listening a lot uh, recently, especially in the gym. <laughs> so the one I listen and it's a podcast that I would uh, recommend to everyone because it's uh, it's almost like a book. So it's a seven episode podcast uh, brought to you by This American Life. 
So the same people who made Serial, the podcast Serial, which was uh, the documentary, uh, sort of documentary. Yeah. So in this case, it's called S-Town. And S-Town means shit town. And uh, I, it's like a detective story. It's for me, like I really see because this guy seems super nice. So it's almost like Mickey Mouse sort of going into a pl- dark place and then trying to find out what's happening. The only thing I can tell you, the journey is more important than the end in this, in this podcast. So if in serial, all you wanted to do was did he do it or did yes. not do it? And you wanted to get him it's maybe out of jail. story. And yeah, uh, the yeah. old stories about did this guy kill her or not? Exactly. And in here, it's more about the journey. So it's more like Lost uh, or How I Met Your Mother. The ending was not so good, but the journey was so good okay. that you just then appreciate it. And uh, it reminded me a lot also about The Wire, the TV series, because like there were like maybe two episodes where like nothing is happening, but it's real life. Like in real life, it's not that something happens all the time, apart from maybe our lives. But like in- now connected with the subtle art of uh, not giving a fuck, uh, because they say now we get bombarded by this 99.99% of extraordinary fact, you know, both negative and positive. Yeah. But most of life. It's just about nothing. It's happening. about nothing. Exactly. And, and uh, that's, uh, that's totally and true. And that's life. And people get so much pressure because they think that all the time they need to have this super good food or holidays. Or exactly. Things. And in here yeah. also, and that's the negative comments I've heard about shit times. Like, oh, nothing has happened. You know, you know, like, or after third, in the third episode, like nothing happens. Actually, in every episode, they go deeper and deeper into the characters. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you get to know the people yeah. better by not, you know, it doesn't have that in every episode someone needs to die. And unfortunately, someone does die. So something does Ooh. happen. Spoiler. Yeah. And then, no, no, no. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the other one that I'm listening to is uh, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. But I want to talk another time about it because I want to embed one uh, one part of it. And I'm not going to do it today. But uh, it's about the Norse mythology. So it's about Asgard and Thor and Loki and uh, told by Neil Gaiman. So he takes the stories and he narrates them himself. And it's so good. Like even actually what I'm going to tell next time is going to be how Thor got his hammer. And it's such a great story. Yeah, and I'm going to keep it for for next episode. And... uh, Lastly, um, this app, uh, which was actually suggested to me by our listener, Kalle. Yes, And yes. Uh, he told thank me, you, like, Kalle. thank you, Kalle, because I said that I don't read a lot of uh, non-business books. I read a lot of fiction. So what can I do with that? And he told me that there's this app called Hardbound, and it's a bit like Blinkist. And what it do is that in six to ten minutes, it's a visual summary of a book. Yes, very and, nice. And it's very nice. So I've read, I've read a few summaries. And then on Twitter, I said that like, my life now is made of hardbound in the toilet, Blinkist when I wait in the queue, Audible when I cook and drive, and Kindle when I commute. And uh, they replied to my tweet. So Hardbound replied to my tweet because I said that I use Hardbound in, in the, the toilet. toilet. So they said that made the whole team laugh so much that we decided to gift you uh, a printed book that you can actually read in the toilet and keep in your hands. And so I actually ordered from them Tools, Tools of Titans oh, by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Nice. So I'm, I'm waiting for, for that book. I didn't know about the toilet story. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
So that was for today. And, uh, now and, and continue with books. Continue about books. Yes. Let's introduce this new episode. What's the title? Is it still the same? Probably. Okay. Yes. Yes. What 200 and plus self-help books have taught me on productivity, diet, and sex? And the me in this title is... It's me. Claudio. Claudio. Yes. <laughs> so this was, uh, this is a rebroadcast. So we had this uh, one hour episode in uh, my old podcast called Dinglecast. And I contacted them and they, they said that it's totally fine for us to re-post it. Re-broadcasting, I guess it's called. Re... Broadcasting, yeah. I guess, yeah. And um, repodcasted. And Dinglecast was my first podcast. Uh, it's where my love for podcast for doing podcast started. And I've done, if you want to check it out, it's uh, dingle.fi slash Dinglecast. And we had episodes like a company who sent uh, a drone to the moon. So the first private mission to the moon. So I interviewed them. Or then I interviewed uh, a creative in New York who's beating uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you know him, like now five times out of five. So he works for Apple. He works for very cool companies, very cool podcast. I was a bit like fan, <laughs> fan <laughs> boy in that podcast. And uh, then we had podcast about experience design. Anyway, check it out. It was a lot about marketing, but one episode was with Claudio. And what did we talk about, Claudio, just to give a fast intro on this hour that follows. Yeah, I think we went as, uh, as we, we talk about uh, a lot about books and, uh, and the Double Espresso show. So, but in there, I think you have never uh, discussed books and we both like to read. So we took it as a chance to just go through the, uh, some books that were more important than others and why it's important to read and how did we find the time to read. So it's sort mm. of like yeah. our relationship with reading, why we like it so much and a um, few of the books. So a few ideas and, yeah, and going then, a bit deeper about how actually they changed my life. Talking about productivity, diet and uh, sex. Uh, the sex part was probably the most boring one, but like. It was really good. I remember, <laughs> I remember some, uh, some good, uh, some good part. Yeah. For example, when we, yeah, was talking, talking about sex still a taboo or like uh, we talked about the food pyramid and how you lost 10 kilos. And there was a lot of cool things, which incredibly you can listen to it. Yes. On the Double Espresso Show. So enjoy this episode, which is an old episode from last year, but it's basically... Yeah, it's new. not that we're lazy. It's just we think it's really cool. Thing yeah, we you got to listen. Exactly. We think it, it, it was, it's, it's a waste that it's only there and it's not on our own podcast. Also because, let's be honest, that episode, so this episode you're going to listen to... It, it started. It started. Yes. Because we had so much fun. They were like, you know what? We should have our own yeah. podcast. We look at each other as like, hmm, maybe this is something. Yeah. So... Um, Enjoy and uh, follow us on Instagram because we love it. We're going to post a lot. And uh, thank you for the feedback. Yeah, feedback, feedback. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We don't listen anyway, but I think it's important that you just tell <laughs> yeah. us. We got, we got only one guy who gave a bad feedback after all this time. And we're like, no, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Santo. That was you. <laughs> but you are not wrong. You are not wrong. No, it was about that the Casa jingles are too long. But, yes. you know, it took me like three hours to make a 10 second thing. So it's uh, we're improving. It's I think improving. I think sometimes we, we 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 listen to your feedback. Eventually, three or four episodes later, we 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 embrace them. And, exactly. Uh, maybe not immediately. You know, exactly. it takes a lot of uh, time. Simone has time to do the editing <laughs> and 
tell that the editing is amazing and it will get better <laughs> on the rest you can be really hard it's like guys what the fuck are you talking about like exactly the content yeah it would, nice, it would be good to have feedback about the content. yes on the technical side a little Don't bit say anything. be gentle be gentle <laughs> but on the content and everything else it's, like, my, it's my saturday mornings that go to that yes but yeah thank you guys see you talk to you soon ciao today we have with us claudio hello claudio ciao ciao simone And uh, Claudio is or has been, and I'm reading here because the list is very long, uh, a member of the Mensa Society, which is the one that gathers the highest IQ people in every country. He has been a travel guide, a self-taught coder, a SEO expert, dance teacher, entrepreneur, TED speaker, actor in a very famous TV commercial in Lithuania. And nowadays, he's a business developer. Is that everything? Did I stalk you enough or did I miss something? I think you missed that I was the best man at your wedding. Well, <laughs> other than that, I think there was uh, everything. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So yeah, Claudio, best man at my wedding and probably one of my best men in, in the world, best mate in the world. And he's here today because, well, as I just read, he constantly reinvented himself. And today is an episode about change, about how you can get inspired to change yourself. And the way that Claudio does it, or what, I think he is the most passionate person I know about that is he reads a lot of self-improvement books. Is that right? I would say so. I would say so. I think this year, if we look at our uh, phones, what is it? You have read like uh, 20 books and I've read like 40 books and most of your books are like uh, interesting and like uh, science fiction and uh, interesting stuff. And my books are how to do this in three lessons and uh <laughs> Like all about like, uh, well, not really, but all about improving myself and uh, in many areas, not just uh, self-improvement. It could be work or money or uh, life in general. Yeah. So basically, so, so you, you said you read, you, you've been reading now this year, 40 books already. I mean, that is insane. I mean, that, that is really a lot. We should put some content. So it's June, uh, it's June. 2016 for the people that are going to listen to this in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. So in six months... You've read 40 books and, uh, and, uh, like, like what's, what's the secret to that? Like, when do you read, when do you have time to read so much? Cause, cause no one has time to read 40 books. I think it all started when I, uh, have this, uh, I think we can name Goodreads. Then it's yeah, like, Goodreads. It's, yeah, yeah. Goodreads is a great app. I mean, if you are reading, even if you're not reading, you just, just install it and keep it in your phone, but Goodreads, you can make lists. So books that you have read and books that you want to read. And then I check my list of books that I wanted to read was 150. And then I check my previous year, I've read like 10 books or 15 books. And then I check, okay, so 150, 15 books, it will take me 10 years to read all of these books. So I was like, hmm, maybe I can do better. So, and uh, I started reading and I ended up reading now 40 books. Obviously, they're not all like 600 pages, mm. although some of them they are, but like... Uh, they count as a book okay. if you yeah good good reads actually i really like it's owned by amazon right and uh yeah you can set there all your books and also you review them and and that's where also i see everything that you read and where i get you know reviews from my friends which is which is cool but like when do you read is the question like good good reads is a tool that gives you this list but like like do you read yeah, when do I read? So I think it's, uh, uh, I read whenever I can. So meaning that if I, when I wake up and I go to the toilet and everybody uh, does that, so I start maybe reading that. 
I okay. try not to use my phone as much as possible. So it's uh, instead of checking my Facebook in the morning, I will just maybe start reading. If I brush my teeth and I have like uh, this electronic lamp brush, so you can spend three, four minutes reading. So what you do, basically you brush longer. So you're now doing something good to your body instead of do it just a minute. Yeah. And you read like three pages. Okay. <clears throat> That's interesting. Cause the, the thing is that like, uh, yeah, cause it's for very short time. Like when I think about reading books, I need to get into the mindset of having half an hour at least to read the book. But that might also be tied to the fact that I read a lot of fiction. Yeah, absolutely. I think so when it comes to self-help, sometimes, I mean, in a chapter, in a in a paragraph, you can get like a sort of like interesting thoughts that you can think about. So it's not that I don't read for a longer time. So, for example, I often read when I walk. So this okay. is a, a quite controversial. He was like... Uh, do you know where you're going? Yeah, you read when you walk. And and my answer is like, where you don't do you use your phone when you walk? So yeah. I mean, people do that. So for me, having the Kindle is just slightly bigger than an iPhone. So it's uh, it's the same. So I get to walk to my office. That it's like a twenty minutes walk. And for me, that's a chapter. Wow. So I people. I mean, you know, you do it on the bus. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, what people can use. But what what I mean is that when people say I don't have time to read. There is always time. You have this five minutes. You really just have to start. Yeah, I mean, and when, then, they, when they say they don't have time to read, then you can think like, okay, how much have you spent today on Facebook? Probably rereading the same news all over again. Yeah, so, liking, reliking, commenting instead of you could have read like half a, a chapter of an yeah. interesting book. But um, so one of my favorite book of nonfiction is Start with Why by Simon Sinek. And uh, so we should start with why. Why are you here with us today and why you read so much? Because actually the reason really why you're here today is because you read a lot of these self-improvement books. So nonfiction is your expertise, let's say. And I've counted on Goodreads. You have more than 200 self-improvement books in your resume. (laughs) And so that's that's why at least you're here with us today, because we want to know what have you learned from all these books. But you can tell us, why do you read so much of self-improvement books? Do you have to get so much better? Or what? what is it? I think reading started like, uh, uh, I want to touch briefly on this. Uh, uh, th- there's this book clubs that you can, uh, at least in Italy, we had, they send you by email, uh, by mail, the real mail, like this coupons that you can buy five books for, it was mille lire at the time in Italy. So, so thousand lire, like 50 cents. Yeah. So you could have bought like, a, you can order five books. And obviously the trick in there is that then you, if you don't unsubscribe, you're subscribed for 20 euro a month. Yeah. They send you the book of the month. So my father was uh, kind of, uh, he always liked to, to uh, you know, like kind of, order all these promotions but then immediately unsubscribe like at the same <laughs> yeah, time so yeah. we were getting a lot of these books and he made me choose when i was very young like what i wanted to have and it was like the encyclopedia of uh, uh animals and very interesting books that would be yeah. kind of expensive and we we're getting all of them like for like a very cheap price for my father it was kind of a game like yeah. he always liked to 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 play with me like and and to involve me with this but for me it was a good chance to have a lot of books okay so and then i started to to read when i was young and i always learned something i mean it was it was been always very interesting and i think when i was uh, then a teenager on my 14 16th and uh, 
when you're looking for answers and you there's some question that you cannot really ask to your parents and you might not have friends to even ask. And I think books, there were no internet, by the way, I'm that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> you could not have Googled anything. So uh, books were a way for me to... Uh, to live kind of a life, a life that I was not living and to get inspiration to, to little by little change my life. And, and, and then I continue. It's just that it was, I got so, benef- so many benefits out of that that it became a, a habit. Yeah. Um, well, one of the benefits, um, we can talk like when we met, you were basically, I can say overweight, <laughs> like well, a lot. That's really like that. And, is... and, and, and from pictures that then uh, I, I know, because we were obviously Facebook friends, I know that you were more overweight earlier. But then like, like, after like three, four years, I met you, like we, we met in the streets and, you know, something happened. Like you, you know, your physical was way like, you seem healthier, everything, you know, not overweight anymore. And now you're like oh no not old <laughs> but like you're getting older and the older wise um, wise, wise. Yeah, yeah. but you're getting also better as physical health and i know for a fact that was also coming from books that you've read so can we start by tapping for example into the diet so so like one one of the themes today is is diet so how how did that change i mean how did book help you in that yeah diet has been always uh, very important I, mean, I've, uh, I was a vegetarian for 15 years and in the middle i was a vegan uh, so a lot of experimentation in there but that part wasn't really coming from books it was just uh, you know you want to save the world and uh, you think that being a vegetarian is a good uh, way to do that and for 15 years i was uh, eating like a well, we can say vegetables, but it's not true entirely. I was eating like everything sugary and bread. And uh, I remember they, they about one <laughs> kilo bags of candies when we would go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of candies. That, in my mind, I was about to share with you, but I knew we were not going to share it. So, but anyway, <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, so I don't do that anymore. But so books, I think uh, they came at some point. I was reading blogs, another thing that I like a lot. I mean, uh, reading in general. But in a blog, they mention about this uh, paleo diet. And uh, by the way, before you experiment uh, into like changing your diet or, or food in general, just uh, consult your doctor or anyway. I mean, this is my personal experience, so nothing that I can teach you. I don't play the doctor online. It's, it's okay. Like. Uh... <laughs> Good. You're, you're, you're responsible for your own health, uh, listener. Very good. Very good. So now you've been... Uh, the, le- the legal part is... The legal part is taken care of. Care That's of, it. Yeah. So, but anyway, I started to to uh, get interested in this paleo diet. And then I, I started to buy these books. And I realized that... Paleo is... Sorry, sorry for interrupting, but paleo is the... Paleo is in Paleolithic. Uh, that's the idea. So that basically what we are today it's uh, the same genes the same digestive system as our ancestors that they were living on earth like three millions years ago so i mean there's been obviously some uh, evolution going on but not that much yeah but in the recent like uh, let's say from ten thousand years ago when agriculture came in and then most recently with the introduction of uh, you know industrial revolution all uh, uh, processed sugar, food processed and sugar, uh, yeah. sugar so everything comes into a package so we started to eat things that we really shouldn't 
And when you look at a, uh, I always think when I'm in a, in an airport, as I travel a lot because of my work, but I'm in an airport. If they will close down the airport and reopen it 20 years later, the food will still be there. Everything will still be there. And when I look at my house, if I go on a trip for a weekend and I come back, I have to throw away everything I haven't eaten because, I mean, that's that's kind of the diet. I don't want to go into details because obviously paleo, there's a lot of shades of paleo. Is it with milk, without milk, and you have rice, not rice. So there's something. The whole point is that processed food, meaning like grains and pasta and all this, uh, even like gluten and gluten-free stuff. I mean, this is all processed to become something that is not really meant to be eaten. And um, <clears throat> just two points. One is that though we need to agree that thanks to the airports and all that processed food, if a zombie apocalypse would actually come, you would survive <laughs> because of the processed no, food. Absolutely, <laughs> no, I mean. But, but like, sorry, no, I was just joking. But the other point is that like... Uh, like, did you read that? So from like, so you just read a few books and trusted that, that like you should stop being a vegetarian and start eating meat again. That's what happened. I mean, I obviously I wasn't very happy, although you brain brainwash yourself. Obviously, when you believe something, you, mm. you don't see the evidence that they point you to that you're wrong. It's very, uh, it's very hard to. Uh, when you are supporting a political party, when you are doing a diet, you become that thing. You yeah. become like a, a green party. You become like a vegetarian. vegetarian you become yeah. like anything you believe in. You yeah. become a football. Like it's very hard to change your football team. It's impossible. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. because it becomes part of yourself. Yeah. So, but when that thing you're doing it and like it's not good for you anymore. Now it's very hard to admit it. Mm. And for me, I started to read these books. And what was really resonating is that uh, the author were kind of, uh, uh, when I read like uh, Paleo Solution, uh, the Primal Blueprint. So some of the title, I'm sure you will put them in the show notes, yeah, like at the end. Them, but, yeah. but if you Google Paleo or uh, go on Amazon, you will find a lot of them. But the point is that a lot of the author, they had the same problem. So they were ex-vegetarians. They were feeling like less energetic and they were like having problems with weights and they were having pains in their knees. They were getting old. And first you justify, you know, I'm getting old. I'm supposed to have a belly. I'm supposed to have back pain. I'm supposed to have whatever, you name it. So that's the, how do you justify yeah, They're getting, yeah. you know, bad. But then I was reading, okay, now they're actually, some of them, they were, I'm 38, by the way, but one of the order, I think Mark Sisson is like 60 or something. And you look at the picture, they look like, you know, like not 20, obviously, but they look like on the prime age. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I was like, hey, this is interesting. I want to give it a try. And then I started to take away everything. I started by reading. Of course, I always read the labels of the food, but now I started to focus on sugar. So and uh, I was reading everything that contained sugar. I removed it from my diet. And it's interesting that I found out that, well, sugar is everywhere. In bread, it was in bread, it was in salmon, it was in uh, whatever you buy. Sal well, in uh, sugar, as sugar, you you define sugar as like carbs. And then like in, like when when I read the label, like well, I read carbs, you know, carbohydrates. And then in it, there is like sugar. Yeah. The I, percentage. I started by just looking at the ingredients and if it contains a sugar as in sugar, whatever nation you are, I mean, sugar as a name, the table sugar. Yeah. So, but obviously our body doesn't know the difference between like a, a rice and sugar. 
because at the end everything get decomposed down to glucose so you have like different kind of sugar you have fructose glucose and so on but at the end the body just transforms everything into carbohydrates and then it digests it into that form okay. and and you have the three macro elements like fat proteins and carbs and these three uh, micro elements they get digested in different ways and they do different things to the body okay. but our diet the point is that our modern diet is a very high amount of carbohydrates and fat has been like vilified you know yeah. eating fat eating cholesterol is bad because of some crazy thing that happened in the 70s so you can read another book uh, death by food pyramids that tell the story of our food pyramid very interesting so they had to it was born in Sweden, if I remember correctly, the food pyramid, because people were hungry and the king had to make them happy. So they had to come up with a diet that was cheap enough to feed all the population wow. and to give enough calories. So obviously, well, you cannot feed meat to uh, everybody. So they had to come up with the cheapest possible diet to feed everybody. And that's the food pyramids. It's wow. it's, uh, so obviously you can't believe it or not, but the book will tell you more. But now not to digress. So... Uh, when you look at the modern diet, most of the consumption, most of the food is carbohydrates. And what it does, it's make a mess to your body. So you start to like, because the body doesn't really uh, know what to do with it when it's too much. So it just stores it as fat. So you might think you're eating bread and now the body transforms it into fat. Okay. So instead, when you eat fat, it's crazy, but fat could be transformed into energy. So when you eat like, Let's put olive oil. It doesn't go into your belly. I mean, it, the, the body doesn't make it fat as belly fat. But it's, So that's the crazy thing, that it's so easy to make fat equal body fat. But it isn't. So the body is not like, doesn't make that equation. Okay, interesting. Wow. And uh, and so like you you basically have stopped then, then eating what? Like bread, rice... Uh, pasta, pasta like uh, everything that was coming into a package with more than two or three ingredients so if there was something more than let's say meat plus salt and of course then there's all the debate about salt but we can uh, skip that so if yeah, it was skip that because that's one of the biggest discussions that we have so yeah yeah <laughs> so but, so we can fight later about that <laughs> but let, let's see uh if it was like meat plus uh, sugar plus spices plus E340, whatever that is. Yeah. So I was like, okay, no, I want something that it's 100% beef, something that it's like 100% salad and salad is 100% salad. When you like buy something packaged now, there's a bunch of things. Yeah. And uh, so I started to go back to the basic ingredients and to combine them myself. So okay. my meal were very simple, like four I can name every single ingredient I was eating. Mm. And and what it did to me, it basically transformed my body uh, automatically. So it it I started to lose weight, although I was eating. I wasn't, so the point of these books, why I, I like them, it's normally when you want to lose weight, a self-help book will tell you don't eat. And it's, you know, most of this like uh, for, uh, I don't want to be now, I have to say this nicely, but some of these books are targeting middle-aged women frustrated that they are getting weight maybe after like uh, they were pregnant they deliver and now they still have like 10 20 kilos to lose so these books are kind of uh, targeting desperate like a target that is a bit desperate 
but I, I wanted to have an approach that was more solid. So something that would be sustainable for me because obviously as well. I cannot stop eating for a month forever. I mean, yeah. you know, like that, that has consequences. So what I like about these books is that they were for me very solid and there was a community that was questioning everything. So I, as I'm not maybe even like very religious about religion, football, politics, like nothing. So I didn't want to believe in a diet. It was, you know, these are the 10 points of paleo diet and that's it. Yeah. So every book, every book you read about this diet, it's telling you uh, something different. So you, you still have to not even to believe, but to experiment for yourself. And that's what I like about books. I don't like to follow them like blindly. I like yeah. when they, put some question in my mind and now I have to figure out the answer. Uh, I have to adapt them kind of to my life, but at least they show me a world I would have never known about uh, how insulin work, for example, works because, well, none of my friend is uh, either a doctor or is interested about it. And for me, this was uh, very interesting. Like, uh, that's a very good point. And, and uh, like we talk often when we meet about the books you're reading. And I like what you just said that, you need to take the books, but not believe them 100% right away. But sort of like, it's maybe the next book. It's the second book that you read that makes you understand what you just read before. Like sort of like that you, you read something and it's like, okay, well, I don't really believe this or I believe it, but I still want to, to have answers. Like I still want to prove this point. Is that is that correct, right? Because we had this discussion. Yeah, I think one of, uh, why it's so hard also to... to... Uh, tell people for example now i've read so many books about uh, paleo and i could advise somebody to read the last one i've read because it's so interesting yeah. but what it made it so interesting is the first four books i read that i exactly. didn't believe because maybe i wasn't ready myself but what they did they opened few doors in my mind to you know like oh this is bullshit can we yeah. say bullshit yeah this? you can say whatever so, like, so instead of dismissing it right away like that's also very interesting from you because you see like I I and probably many people you know you just start a book think it's bullshit and then just you know dismiss it like ah okay paleo diet ah, it's not for me but I haven't instructed myself enough to say that and that's what I really admire about you is that you actually first read so much about it that then you can really say okay this was this is bullshit but this is great and this is the reason why this is great so that I always like yeah, I think like. it's especially I've I've trained myself to have a beginner mind. Uh, when you in the beginning you read the things I did, I mean the dance teacher. I think starting to dance, uh, you're at the first lesson you don't know anything. So it's mm. like you know you're learning how to walk basically, so and humble, you're you're thirty. So you need to be humble. Yeah. You need to deal with this. Uh, uh, you're in, uh, being insecure. You need to find confidence somehow. Although there might it's very hard because there might be other people already better than you in the class and uh, uh, obviously the teacher is uh, there as the best person in the room and any and whatever skill you want to learn it could be tennis it could be uh, anything so uh, by this i know that there's a lot of struggle in the beginning so if you want to start uh, tennis the first lesson might be awful it also depends from the teacher obviously so the first book might not be enough okay uh, or the first time you try it might not be enough. Let me bridge on uh, confidence. You said about confidence. And uh, like uh, when we, like, okay, we met, we were both in a relationship, like in our past. And then... Uh, not saw... with the same woman, but well, with, with the, the same, same name. Uh, with the same <laughs> name. The same name, woman. yeah. But in, in Finland, that's pretty typical. But like, uh, then we had a sort of break. I mean, we were seeing 
not not so often and then it happened that uh, i broke up and you also broke up we were both coming from like broken relationship and we lived together so we we moved in together or better said i moved in with you so because your place was big enough for both of us and uh, and i think there was some of the biggest changes in our lives so we decided that like okay what we were doing to ourselves our broken relationship our broken hearts like it shouldn't be that way that there is something else out there and sort of like we wanted to see like what 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 could we improve in ourselves and in our relationship yeah absolutely dynamics uh, and I'm... we started to read a lot as well so some of the books that we read at that time was the way of the superior man for example, which I, I really loved you introduced to that. We might want to talk a l- briefly about the title. I think this is the worst title ever picked uh, for it. It's so controversial. I mean, it talks about dating, the way of the superior man. And, and uh, it could be also for fe- Actually, I know a lot, it, a lot it could of be for anybody who, who have read it and loved it. So uh, the, the book means how to be a better person, basically. How yeah. to be a superior person that you are at the moment, not compared with anybody else. And it's also, well, it talks more on a male like psychology perspective and uh, uh, because i think also what it was interesting about the book is that it points out how our uh, parents and now maybe i can well my my father died like uh, five years ago and for me it was uh, kind of uh, i didn't realize how much i was living my life feeling judged by my father until although in the way of the superior man there is a chapter that says live your life as your father uh, would be that. And then I was, oh yeah, of course I can do that. But actually only after my father died, uh, fortunately, that uh, then fortunately I realized how many blocks I had in my mind. I was doing a lot of things to please my father, although I didn't realize it. Even if he wasn't even living in the same country. Yeah, even, I mean, I was in Finland, it was in Italy, but uh, although I was kind of living partially uh, his dreams, you know, what he wanted me, uh, to be and I think this book really also I think a lot of uh, uh, what I learned is that in many relationships when you end a relationship it's easy to blame that the other person is crazy you know like, uh, <laughs> and then you realize that probably you, you, instead of pointing forward now you turn around and you point at yourself because you want to fix the other people but it's so much easier to start fixing yourself yeah, and one, then one thing about that book for example was uh, the that in every relationship there is a masculine core and a feminine core and that for me was a really open eye realization of like yeah i'm a very masculine core so i should be with someone who has more of a feminine core and i don't want to get into that but it was a really interesting eye-opening relationship dynamic that i found out through one of the self books that you taught me but about the confidence there were a lot of books you were reading some was like double your dating or other books by, was it? Uh, yeah, Attraction Isn't a Child, David D'Angelo. David D'Angelo, for example. So what what, is, what did this all these books taught us? I mean, apart from dating. I think, well, at the end, some of them, for example, obviously you find a lot of tricks in there, uh, how to open up a conversation, uh, what happened when somebody's not responding to you. So there's some of uh, psychological tricks that you can use. But other than that, I think... It it if you are smart enough, it it makes you look at yourself and see like uh, I'm using these tricks because I'm not confident enough. I have some insecurity here. So 
the tricks kind of help you in the beginning because of course you don't close yourself in, in, in your house, but you go out in the world, you interact with other people. You can learn to take rejection better in a way, yeah. you know, like yeah. a lot of people, they won't like you. You might say something stupid and it's okay. I mean, you, 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 you learned that it's fine. Not everybody has to like me. And, and you learn about playing the game sort of like in the sense that like you don't take everything so personal. And that's actually a lesson that then I brought to into the work, for example, because, you know, like in the work you need to be every day is like is about work. But if you think about that, it's too much work, then it's not personal. It's just work. But actually, you spend so much time at work. That is like that you should just, you know, play the game that says like some days are good, some days are bad, but it's okay. It's it's all part of the game. Yeah, no, of, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, that was uh, like uh, at the end, the lesson was that if you want to improve your dating life, then you need to become a better person. I mean, because obviously, if you're a better person, people will want to date you. If you <laughs> are not yeah. that better person, people that will not want to date. I mean, it's so clear when you see people like this person, it's so attractive attractive like in a way and then you want to spend more time with them and that's i mean to you want to become the person but you need to make peace with yourself you need to mm -hmm. understand what do i like because if you don't like dressing elegant there's you don't have to do it because there's a lot of people that will like you even if you don't dress like uh, yeah, as you think you should be a dressed book, a book tells you you should be dressed elegant it's yeah. not about that yeah so absolutely so what i started to see in the books that i liked obviously is that they were not trying to tell me exactly what to do but they were giving me a guidance like how can you become like a better person how mm. can you make peace with your insecurities i mean yeah. it's okay to feel insecure about something you can accept that so david d'angelo again lesson number one in the 77 laws of uh, dating attraction uh -huh. whatever it was the title 77 was, laws of success with women it was in dating accept everything <laughs> so accept it's like accept everything so whatever you don't like your nose you don't like your uh, shoulders you don't like your hair you, whatever it is accept it and it, make it a strength yeah and, and then from there start to build yourself around that i mean either you then figure out okay i want to change this of course you can't well you can change everything not you can get even your <laughs> nose, your nose <laughs> i mean but if it is yeah. you know i don't like my voice i don't like like okay accept it in the beginning once you accept it then you can go down to work and say okay now i want to change this instead of like uh, uh, keeping crying about it so that's yeah. i think uh, the lesson in there yeah and the i mean it's not easy to accept but uh, because it's a bit the same as when um it's when you think like for example yeah uh, the system the system is broken i can't do anything about it but just like well if you blame the system then you're, you know, you're doing something wrong because you cannot do anything against it. So when you cannot do anything against it, it's not a problem. So for example, you're saying, you know, I don't like the color of my eyes or whatever. Like I think people are looking at me because I wear glasses, whatever. Like it's fine. That's like, you know, you cannot change that. Well, okay, you can change glasses with. And also color lenses. of the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the eyes. Actually, I did meet persons who have different colors that then when, uh, when you get to know them, they have different colors. But what I mean is that like, if you accept it, you can also make it a strength because you can also, you know, point them at something else or even point them at your weaknesses because you make it clear soon enough is like you know this is my thing and okay now what you know like it's out there now like well, yeah, know, yeah let's 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 get over it and 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 you might realize also when you put out your insecurity when you share them that, that people don't care yeah. so uh, one of the thing about the this dating uh thing what they tell you when you talk with a girl in our case you might talk with a guy whoever you talk to 
So it is that you're so thinking, oh my God, what they're thinking about me. And guess what they're thinking now? Oh my God, what they're thinking about me. Exactly. So you're both thinking about this and it's just, it doesn't matter. So yeah. nobody really, it doesn't really matter that much. I think that's, the, yeah, that's when one when, exercise I was thinking. So it, when you go to this restaurant, you get a, 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 let's say Ikea. So you put your food into like the tray. What is it yeah. called? So, and then you should drop it by, so you decide to drop it in the middle of the room. Now everybody's looking at you and in there. So the objective thing is that you dropped it. Now you could be all apologetic and crying and everything, or just smile and say, I'm sorry, guys, uh, you know, it happened. And people will judge you then by not because you dropped the thing, but how you react to the fact that you dropped the thing. So, okay. I mean, this is, this is a, a trip. But for example, the example in the dating book, was, uh, th- that's the example. So maybe it's better. You are on a date and you drop something on your pants. Okay. So now you could go like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, crying yeah. and like, or like whatever. Yeah. So when you have the whatever approach that of course, you know, it doesn't have to be offensive, oh, but it's just, you know, it happens. It it's happens. fine. Shit happens. And m- exactly. let's move on. I exactly. mean, when you learn this, that it doesn't really matter, then you become so more relaxed. You don't think, oh my God, oh, they're going to judge me. Oh my God, I made this mistake. It's fine to do mistakes. So that's what you learn also reading books, that the more mistakes you do, the more you learn. So it's uh, all these people that they write these self-help, book, uh, self-help books, they've made so many experiments on themselves. They've failed. They've... Uh, gained weight, lost weight, and then they kind of came out as a better person. Mm. And uh, I'm picking up on what you just said about failing because I love that word. Because I think that every everything that we think it's failure, that there's always, always a lesson behind. And uh, and, um, so, for example, like if we think about failing, that we think about work. I mean, that's the least I, I associate pretty much also like work and failing. And uh, is there something also in self-help books that you've read that like could, you know, help you in work or failing less or like, how do I fail less or how do I become more, you know, productive, successful? So failing less, uh, again, like failing, it's... Uh, it's uh, again, I don't know if I want to fail less. That's also, yeah, that's, no. that's also good. So, but also, like failing in general, a very controversial world. I mean, people don't want to fail, obviously, like mm. with the... I love to read about evolution. I'm not sure if we're going to talk about it today, but like failure would have meant that you fucked up at something and now you either died or the group around you will like uh, put you aside. Like, you know, so you, in the past, yeah, in the, the very yeah, past yeah, when yeah, we yeah. lived as a tribe. So failing in general, imagine a school, you say you're like a, 12, you say something wrong in front of the class and everybody laugh at you. Now yeah. that's a failure. That's tough, obviously. So failing in general is tough. So the point is that we need to teach ourselves still to do it. And we need to be lucky enough to have parents around us to let us fail because that's how we can grow. I mean, the very thing about growing muscles is that you do exercise until they fail. And once the muscle, so you put enough stress that it doesn't break, but it kind of fail so that you can do it the next day or two days after again and you've learned something and your mind or body improved. That's so, such a good metaphor. That's, I, it's, I've stolen it from somewhere. So, yeah, from a book. From, from a book, <laughs> yeah. of course. But that's that's so good about failing. Of course, it's like muscle. I mean, you, you, you train until the muscle fails and then you get better. But how can, 
how can you teach yourself to fail? That's so. So I think, well, a few things. Don't blame yourself, but also like uh, if you want to uh, think about, let's talk about. Uh, I want to start reading. So if you put yourself now, I'm going to read a book uh, this month. Yeah. If you haven't read a book in 20 years, you'll fail. And the point is that not that you shouldn't be happy about this because the point, okay, you failed, but also you will not start reading. So if your point is to start reading again, you will fail at this, but you need to set up a challenge that you will fail, not incredibly. It doesn't have to be a huge fail, like, oh my God, I'm a loser. I haven't read a book. So you need to put yourself, for example, into the mindset of, I'm going to read one page every day, Mm. at least one page every day. So now, someday you will succeed. Uh, Sunday, Saturday, you will fail. But it's such a small fail that it will teach you how to cope with failing in a way. So you you fail. You're not a loser. I mean, you didn't read a page. You kind of be a loser because of that. Yeah. It was just a page. Still, you failed. But now you can cope with this and you can also build the strength to like, I don't want to fail at this one page. I'm going to read it. Yeah. And- it's, uh, it's actually like, uh, I think um, there was this book, I think it was called Hooked, How to Build Habit Forming Products. I don't know if you read it. No. And uh, like it's in there, they explain this, uh, like the, the, the habits come from small rewards so that you, for example, one page per day gives you this small reward. Hey, I've done it so I can do it again tomorrow. So you need this sort of trigger, which is also the, the pleasure you get by reading and by having this small success. And the goal at the end, reading one book, the goal has to be something measurable, something that every x days you can check how you're doing with the goal because often you're like so my goal is to lose 10 kilos and yeah i guess i just stop eating dessert it's like nah that doesn't really work because it's you know it has to be every day it has to be every week okay like i need to do you know for example like have three times a week workout every single lunch you eat something different so it's it's very similar to that and yeah. uh, I mean, talking about habits, it's very interesting exercise. So they tell, don't put yourself, if you haven't exercised in a long time, the goal shouldn't be uh, to go every day at the gym for like a a month. That will fail. So you can start by, you know, I want to pack my stuff every day and at least I want to get to the gym, even just get to the gym like uh, one day. So, and you can put it, it sounds stupid. I know you just go to the gym. But once you're in front of the gym, you can check, I win today. And also now you can get inside or not, but it doesn't really matter. Now you're building the habit of finding the time to do it and getting the reward out of it. Even finding the time to pack your bag and actually have the gym bag with you. Because once you have it, it's easier than to to have that that visit to the gym. Yeah, because of course, if you want to go to the gym for 30 days, then you will realize that you didn't bring your stuff. So your body, that's the thing, very interesting thing. When you want to change, and maybe we'll talk about this later, but changing is scary. Like your body resists. There is a part of you that want to change. You want to be like more beautiful, rich, interesting, funny, whatever. Uh, but the other part of you is like, no, no, I'm fine the way it is. Mm. I mean, changing is scary. So, And it's hard. You will sabotage yourself by forgetting to like pack the stuff. Oh, I didn't pack the shoes. Uh, and it wasn't an accident. This is your body like protecting you from going to the gym because it's unknown. You haven't done it before. Is it a reward? Is it going to be scary? Because if you're going to fail at the gym now, all the girls or guys there, they're going to look at you and laugh. Oh, I cannot lift five kilos. Your body, your brain is scared and it doesn't make you pack. Mm. So you need to be aware of this. 
And also another thing, everybody is scared of changes. The moment you will start to go to the gym, people around you, they're not going to the gym. They will, that's why I love reading also. And, and let's see if I can connect the dots. So if you start to lose weight, it's interesting how your girlfriend, boyfriend, friends, they will invite you more to the restaurant to have candies because they don't want you to be fit because now they will look worse. Yeah. So, and that's how books... They will tell you, it's okay. It's just okay. Today. Just it's today, you can have a pizza. Exactly. exactly. Oh, <laughs> God. Because also we have to say that I've lost eight kilos in the last six months. And Good I job, high five. Yes. And I haven't been invited to as many pizzas <laughs> as in the last month. That's why it's tough. So there is one bottle you need to fight against yourself and then one bottle you need to fight against the environment around you. Wow. And that's why books are so powerful for me because they are the friends in that moment that they think exactly how I want to think. Like I want to go to the gym. I want to do this diet. And they are there for me when my friends, they say, no, it's, you can skip the gym tonight, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or we're talking about. So now I have an ally there that it, it, it's guiding me through this uh, very hard moment. Because once you build a habit, you have the strength to tell your friends, no, guys, sorry. I, I mean, I can come up with you, but I want a pizza tonight. And uh, I remember, I remember like um, once you telling me uh, you were reading uh, a book about habits. I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was. But that it would take about 21 days to create an habit, something like that. And then and that everything was 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 possible. And we also thought and we also discussed uh, about waking up earlier and that how oh, I cannot do it because I always go to sleep late. And, uh, and then I was like, then I really started to think about it. And I was like, well, why do I go to sleep late? Like, you know, if I want to wake up early, I just need to go to sleep earlier because anyway nothing really happens after midnight it's just you know it's yeah just, it's a waste of time it's a waste right? of time and uh, nothing and, interesting happened after midnight exactly say. and uh, and so i started and now it's it's crazy i wake up every day between six and seven basically and i get so much more done than in the past when i would wake up when we were living together i was waking up at 9 30 in the morning you know like and that's the thing and 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 so that means i'm not a, i was not a morning person but being a morning person is not a thing. It's just like the habit of waking up early that you become that person. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, also the people are scared. And I have a lot of friends. They are uh, uh, like just they don't want to read this health health books because you know I'm I'm this person. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a like a night person. I'm not a morning person. It's yeah. not true. Yeah, it's. Not I mean, true. it's I, not I, you. It's you today. But it doesn't have to be you forever. Exactly. I mean, you can decide every day you wake up, you can decide who you want to be. Like, uh, of course, you, you won't be immediately, but you can think, I, I, I can't do it now, but possibly this is possible for me. Yeah. I mean, this is something Again, I, I could you learn. Need, you need goals and you need to check every, you need these small rewards that every day you've done it. Like when you wake up once at six, I mean, when I wake up 6.15 and I come down to the office at 7.30 and I'm the only one in the office and then I get so much done because it's so quiet. And then, like, you, you win that day. And then at 11, you're tired, and then you just want to go to sleep. Well, go to sleep. <laughs> like, why can you not go to sleep at 11? Yeah, you're done. It's okay. Like, you've done a lot today, you know? But yeah, yeah I think we Yeah, but been... then here again, the environment. So if you go to sleep, if you leave the office at 11 now, people will think you're not really doing anything. But no, they don't know. The, sorry, at night. And I then, meant, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, sorry. When, when, when I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, of course. But your friend, so going back, when we lived together, I think a lot of changes came. So we were energized by the books we were reading. Of course, me and you, we had this knowledge, let's call it number one. And then we couldn't, maybe you knew something different than me, but yeah. the books 
were like way ahead of us with experimentation and everything. So then we were reading maybe different books, but we were supporting to each other. So that's the thing that goes back to the environment. So and this 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 podcast, like uh, like I thought about it so long because every time we meet, it's never enough time. Like no matter we have half an hour, no matter we have three hours, this, what we are doing here today, we do it every time that we meet. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we are always reading something interesting and we're always exchanging experience. So I thought that- At least be, interesting for us. Though, at least right? for us, yeah. This might be super boring for people, but I'm very happy that, that, that we're here. Actually, in another book, there was, I should not say super, but anyway- <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, like I think we we went a bit like I want to talk more about product productivity because there was already at the time like a few years ago you were into the for example the Pomodoro technique yeah. and that was that was so interesting <laughs> for me at that time. Do do you remember a bit about it? Do you do you still use it? Or yeah, what, what I, I it? use it like uh, at the office they laugh every now and then because uh, well there's this Pomodoro technique it's uh, invented by an Italian by Francesco Cirillo. And the, the, the point here is that you can wait, of course, let's say you have a task, you have to do your tax form. Uh, that's what they use always in the U.S. Apparently in the U.S., <laughs> yeah. tax is like, I don't know why I said that. Actually. I don't know, because, because in Finland, in Finland it's five minutes. We don't need that. So <laughs> let's say you are in high school. <laughs> Yeah. No tax form if no you're in Europe. Form, no. If you're in the US, we're sorry, but if you're in Europe, probably, or Finland, it's not a big issue. But anyway, you need to do something. In Italy, also, we don't pay taxes, though. Yeah, that's so not I, a, uh, <laughs> okay, you need to do something that requires your attention for a, a, a long a long. No, but let's put it like this you're at school, you have to do an assignment for uh, the uh, end of the semester. And you have six months, uh, three months to do it. Thesis. You have to do a thesis. You have to do a thesis. Yeah. And now you do it the last week. Yeah. So because deadlines obviously are very powerful because there is a lot of stress. But if you have only one week now, there's a lot of negative stress because, oh my God, am I going to make it? So Pomodoro technique comes from the shape of this timer, kitchen timer, like a Pomodoro shape. Or it could be any shape. Mine are eggs shape. One euro they cost. So you put 30 minutes for yourself. And now you say, now for this 30 minutes, I'm going to do uh, reading, writing, uh, checking online something about the thesis, whatever it is, cleaning my uh, garage. So it could be anything. When the timer is done, and it could be 10 minutes, 5, 30, you name it. So timer is done, you're done. You have won the day. So you can check, done, move on. Yeah. So and, Okay. And so this is amazing because it's again the small successes towards a bigger goal absolutely it's all around that so and then like so basically by so you don't go to facebook you don't do anything you just do the writing for 30 minutes and then you take was it a five minutes break yeah you take five minutes break and then of course you don't want to take it too long otherwise you mind out and then it's hard to get back but the point is that in that 30 minutes so what i was doing in the beginning every time you sit down you think oh i have to call my mom I have to go to the toilet. This yeah. is, I'm sure you can relate with this. I mean, <laughs> I, it's a, I have to eat. Exactly the moment you want to start to do your thesis or whatever. So you have a piece of paper next to you and you can write down, call mom, uh, go to the toilet. Yeah. And you don't go, you go later. You can wait. I mean, everything can wait 30 minutes except your tax form if you're in the US. You have to do it now. <laughs> And uh, okay, so this this was and yeah, so this was about productivity. I mean, the the thing is that I have a list here of all the books that you've read, and it's just like it's so it's very hard to go to find like even to find in the dots. But one one big part I think is like all of these books 
at the end is about are about self-improvement. So they're about what we said before, they're about change. And um, are they some maybe that are that they really meant more to you that like those that like absolutely you you must read that or like is it more of a sum of all the books that I think at the end it's it's also it's a sum of all the books I mean what I've now the way I organize my life I have a, a like checklist I have my to-do list but the way I do it it's a combination of uh, things I've learned around and uh Obviously, the first thing you learn, whatever book, is that you cannot keep the things you have to do in your brain. That's not a reliable like uh, uh, source. source. I mean, yeah. you need to like write them down somewhere. So that's the first thing. Dump all your to do into like electronically, digitally, like paper and pen, whatever. And then you start to try things. And I think I I, I found my own. Uh, balance in there but what i use very often now is a checklist even i travel a lot so i have checklist for packing yeah so i don't have to remember what to pack i don't have to remember what to do in certain situation i have a sort of like 20 things that i need to check i go through that list and that's it you know like i i created a <clears throat> i have in evernote i use evernote like my memory is evernote and uh, i have for example a three three days business trip five days business trip and then I have five, uh, seven days in Italy and 20 days in Italy. And uh, you know, just, you know, I have this list that it's already there. There's actually, and you know, for example, there is clear color shirt or like, you know, dark color shirt. So I don't need to think. I just need to grab yeah. then stuff. And it takes me really then 10 minutes to pack. At 90% is done. 90% and then you done. have yeah. 10%, you know, could be a different season, could be a different yeah. stuff, but there's... Although winter and summer actually, <laughs> for Italy I have winter and summer, but yeah, yeah, but obviously I mean yeah. because they're different. Yeah. And uh, so what we don't think is that anyway our life is like that. You might not have a checklist, but your morning it's ninety percent the same every morning, and then ten percent is slightly different. But you either check your phone or not, you either floss or not. This is not who you are. Is these are your habits. So you could be different by having different habits because we are what we do and that's from another book i think maybe it was aristotle or whatever or whoever <laughs> but anyway so you can be a different person by doing different things and to do different things you need to build different habits so in the morning if you want to wake up earlier you need to build that habit that it's a combination of small other habits so you obviously have to go to sleep earlier blah 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 but to build this at the end it's a checklist that you have although now you don't check it anymore because it's automatic but checklist they helped me a lot to build so discipline we haven't touched discipline what i've learned about one book uh it was that discipline is openly forcing yourself to do the thing you want to do so mm -hmm. if you want to do the gym you need to build the discipline to go to the gym but it's not a punishment i go there because i want to go there mm -hmm. but to do that you need to build some structure to to around do it, it around it exactly and um like uh i know that like i mean this is all like sounds really okay i need to cut that part from myself because i i got lost <laughs> um yeah i know what to say now uh but isn't this all a bit scary and overwhelming in the way that you get to know so much about yourself and other people like can you have a normal conversation without judging, without being there and thinking, oh my God, this person 
like her habits, his habits are so wrong. Like, how can they live with themselves? Uh, you know, when I'm telling uh, about this, uh, I, I did we watch that together? Like, Lie to Me, the TV series. Yes. So uh, it's all about body language. Then I started to read tons of books about body language. And then I could spot when people are lying to me. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember th- those times th- that's, where we were spotting all the people lying, and I still do. I, I still can still do a lot. I mean, yeah, when yeah. I'm in a business meeting and somebody's telling me something, and you notice that, of course, you cannot tell them, like, "Oh, this is you not just, true." You just uh, lied. But it's it's funny. So to give to give just a small tip, uh, you you find that somebody's lying, for example, when they touch their nose or when they when they shrug their shoulders, and it's, it's when they shrug their shoulder one. So one shoulder, yeah. It's either one shoulder, one arm, like your wrist goes, like it turns 180 degrees, but, or like it's one-sided. It's, yes, uh, and it's insane how much people are doing it because then they tell you something and then they touch their nose. Yeah, and, like and, I and, didn't eat candy yesterday. And yeah, then and you see boom. your kid like doing yeah, like that. And then you're like, come on, are you really lying to me? But yeah, sorry, what, what were you saying? I don't remember. Uh-huh, no, 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 no. We, we get back to that. So uh, judging people, I think yes. you, you, you meant that. I think everybody, uh, for me, let's say learning another language doesn't make me better than you or anybody makes me better than myself. Mm-hmm. So when you start learning, I think you understand a little bit more about the world. And also, I mean, one of the books, very interesting that I read recently, Self-Compassion. So you start to... In the beginning, I think of my process, it was all about self-confidence. So you okay. want to believe you're good, you, that you're strong, you're cool. But fortunately or unfortunately, life happens. And sometimes you don't really perform at your hide. You fucked up. You do something wrong. You're not, fail. you fail. You're not at your best. So I think in here, you really need to get in touch with yourself and accept that it's okay to not to be perfect because, well, nobody is. So first of all, it's okay not to be, nobody is, and kind of we are all dealing with the same struggle. So you, we always focus on so much, oh my God, I'm wrong, I'm, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And if we will just think of the bigger picture, let's say humanity in general, like, you know, we're all in this together, then it's not that a big deal anymore. Mm. So it's not for me that I'm not satisfied with who I am. That's why I want to improve. It's just that I really like this. So it's not the destination again. It's the journey. So for me, this learning experience is not because I'm frustrated with my life, but because I love to discover things. But if I, you know, if I couldn't read for 10 years, it would still be fine. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there is a, there is a, but if you couldn't read for 10 years, I remember you telling me one of your um, best friends doesn't read because, or doesn't read self help books because uh or there's many people anyway I'm yeah i know people. a lot of people they, yeah they, they don't want to read because they are fine with themselves so they're sort of like or they're afraid i mean they're one side they're, you know i don't want to change i'm good as i am yeah. or as i read it it's like i'm afraid to discover something about myself because obviously these books they point at some weaknesses you of might course. have of course. and you need to be wise enough strong enough whatever you want to put it to say okay they might be right so yeah. there might be something wrong with me and it's fine let's find out and let's you know let's explore uh, let's explore let's go into the rabbit hole and, yeah. and and see it's scary obviously and uh and that's the metaphor in alice in wonderland i mean the rabbit hole but in our life there's so many rabbit holes that sometimes we ignore 
So we build our path so that we ignore our weaknesses, but it will make us kind of better person. And of course, you don't have to. You don't have to constantly improve, but you, except let's go back to the beginning, uh, accept everything. You're fine the way you are. Yeah. I'm fine the way I am and everybody is fine, but we could be better. We could learn, we could expand and improve. And uh, about the could be better, about rabbit hole, about path. Actually, they all tap into the latest non-fiction book I was reading from Seth Godin. He was saying that uh, people don't want to fly too high because they think that's being arrogant. You know, they you know to try too much new. Like when you try too much, and that's also the Icarus also, metaphor. It's, it's actually it's called the Icarus. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Icarus I haven't read it, but I think Icarus I've read made, something. Yeah. So basically, for example, us, like you, you and me, sometimes we come out a bit as arrogant because we... we Who, me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because we talk about this stuff a lot. But also, the, a big problem that I see is that many people then fly too low. And that also will kill you when you fly too low to the, to the sea, you know? You don't have to fly too high that you get burned. You don't have to fly too low either. And when you fly too low, you're doing a damage not only to yourself, but also to the others because they won't see the best you. So by not reading, by not exploring anything, you sort of will never be the best you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I sort of like... Absolutely. I mean, if you think of you, when you're born, you know nothing. So that's you. Yeah. And, and now you're not that you anymore. You are you with all the baggage of culture that you got from your parents, your environment, your school teachers... And the point is that you might not have had the best teachers in general. So either your parents, as much as you love them, as much as they loved you. You couldn't choose them. That's the parents. You, you couldn't choose them. And, and because they loved you, they might have protected you from some beautiful things. And now you don't have the chance to uh, explore unless you really open your eyes. And I think for me, books, they are eye opener for me. So yeah, I really get to see other live other people's lives and other stories and then it gives me uh, like possibilities that i haven't ever considered i mean talking about vegetarian when i was vegetarian 15 years ago it was uh, what it was like it was in the 90s and uh, it wasn't a thing i mean it was yeah. uh, nobody knew there was again you were weird by being vegetarian you in, were in italy especially you were weird absolutely and then i was i mean and and so these are all possibilities the world that you don't get to see directly and yeah. you get glimpse from the books and then you can decide to go deeper into the rabbit hole or change it to a new rabbit hole a minute and it's like it's all it's also true and and the thing is also like by reading there is no there is no solution there is no path that it's straight you know from from now to the end of your journey it's like yeah the more i read the more it's going to be like just straight success. I'm going to be the best ever. There's going to be a lot of holes, a lot of things that you can fall into, a lot of voids, a lot of, you know, obstacles and tri and traps. But it's okay. It's all part of the of the journey. But by, by reading, you sort of start to realize that, hey, you know, it's not that I'm failing or my life is bad or this happens only to me. This happens to everybody. Yeah. Like these are these are traps. These are holes that everyone has. Everyone is insecure about themselves. Everyone is first world problem. We all that we all have them. We all have them. And 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 a great by the way a great a great quote from another book was first world problems are 
business solutions nowadays are ideas for business yeah because <laughs> any first world problem can be a startup yes basically. so if you have one you can make money out of that absolutely um maybe i have one last question there like or one last thing i want to talk about it uh there is there is um a book that you that you told me in the past and i still haven't got to to read i think it was called strength finder yeah and 2.0 uh, strength finder 2.0 And uh, what is that? Can you can you tap into it? So I think this book, uh, the summary I've read it a long time ago. Um, it was that we're often focused on uh, what's wrong with us and how to fix it, but sometimes we uh, forget that there's a lot of uh, strength we have. So hmm. uh, and it's hard to to find them if you're in an environment, for example, that appreciates. Uh, quiet people, introvert people. If you're very extrovert, or the opposite. Are you talking about Finland now? Yeah, I mean, but if you're also very introvert in a world of extrovert, so you might not see that as a strength, okay. but in different environment, in different jobs, in different world that you don't know because you haven't read, <laughs> so, but that could be a strength. So when I read this book, I was like, okay, so this craziness that I have, it's actually called like being futuristic. And that's like... Being uh, futuristic. Yeah, so okay, futuristic, it's like, what was it? Now I have to read because I never know. Like, so when you are like... Uh, Looking at the future, so you're inspired by everything that it comes like, uh, you know, that isn't here, but it could come. So this is now it's rebranded as visionary, maybe. But the point is that that's a skill. So and although it's not appreciated in many jobs and many, I mean, if you're working in a supermarket, you cannot really be futuristic. Maybe being futuristic is not a skill in there, but in other job is or like the fact that I like to read a lot of books. The point is that I like to learn. Mm. So that's a, a skill that it's appreciated in certain jobs, certain okay. areas, but not in other a positions. Learner. Yeah, a learner. So in this book, it's like uh, it talks about all this different like uh, uh, strength. And I don't remember. I mean, there's might be 30 or something like that. So you do a questionnaire and then it gives you like your top strength. And, and it's very interesting to now see because you might be lost you know you're in the position that what do i do when i grow up like what what am i good at yeah and and this trend they kind of point out at the six things that you should build your career out of the six things ah. because naturally you're very good at this and it will take you very little effort of course if you don't like basketball it's hard to become a champion so in the beginning you need to have the passion for that so yeah. the six strength will tell you what you are already naturally good at Yeah. And then, of course, you can improve because you can always improve. But yeah. you start from your foundation. So I'm good at this. This is who I am in a way. And I don't, of course, again, you can change these things. But now you're this person. If you agree with this, now you can build starting from there, from your strength. Oh, that's so what's the strength? What was the book called? I need, strength I need, Finder 2.0. Okay, I need, I need to read that next. Claudio, I don't know if I have more questions. The thing is that I know we can talk for another hour. We already passed one hour. And uh, usually I would end a podcast asking you which books do you recommend <laughs> about a theme. But I we, think that today we've been touching already a lot. And I have a list of all... Actually, I'm going to link to your Goodreads. Uh, can I link to your Goodreads Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So that we can, they can go through... Everything. So all the weird books I've read about Bonobos and uh, you, you will figure out what they are if you don't know when you go to my Goodreads. Bonobos. Oh, I remember the discussions about <laughs> those. God. 
And uh, how about uh, if we get to fiction book or biographies? Because for, for example, like I love biographies because they are nonfiction, but they have a storyline, which helps me sort of following. So for example, right now I'm reading Creativity Inc. by the founder of Pixar. So there are stories about him, about Steve Jobs that I love. Um, can you give us like, for example, to end like a couple of books from fiction and from biographies maybe that you really enjoyed? Yeah, Steve Jobs. I mean, talking about biographies, Steve Jobs, uh, definitely like a great biography. Uh, I didn't know so many details about his, his life and you, you really get to know a person better. You need to get to live his life, yeah. a private life, a professional yeah. life, because obviously we tend to celebrate always the success and we forget to see that the success come from the struggle. I mean, uh, uh, like Michael Jordan says all the time, he wins all this title because he has failed so many times. So yeah. and the same when you read about Steve Jobs, I mean, it's a life of uh, failure that comes back then with a lot of success together. So that's for sure. Then I've, again, US, I read a lot of US self-help book and it, they all talk about the Benjamin Franklin. Okay, uh, yeah, it's true. It's that, true. I don't know now if it's relevant for somebody in Europe, if you need yeah. to be a US citizen to enjoy the Benjamin Franklin uh, biography that I haven't read, but it's in my list. And uh, maybe if I read 100 books this year, um, I might make it. One of them, yeah. Like and, the, uh, and fiction, do you, do you ever read fiction? Is it The Martians? Like, is it the, the Martian fiction, is fiction. Uh, fiction yeah. yeah, fiction means that it's not true. <laughs> so you really read a lot of non-fiction. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I'm a, uh, well, I've read, like, uh, let's say, uh, lately, The Martians, very, it's on your suggestion. So yeah. really, really uh, good. And then uh, it's Fifty Shades of Grey, like, into, like, which category goes? Porn, uh, erotica, porn, fiction? Uh, I, I, I haven't read it. I have no <laughs> idea. I guess it goes into the non-fiction, the fiction, sorry, the fiction. I guess yeah. it's fiction. I, I mean, I yeah, yeah. It. well, I, 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 it, it, it sounded like my biography, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Cut, like, no. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> I... It was sold to me like I'm a, not gonna cut this. <laughs> a kind of a, a controversial book. And uh, then I was reading it. It said, uh, it's actually very, uh, an interesting story and nothing really incredible. <laughs> Someone is dying I'm, on the I'm floor. Still laughing. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's a very interesting story. And I think in our society also that it's so conservative about sex, about uh, like what is possible and not i think this book it's uh, although then you see a lot of people commenting about the grammar and this book i mean i'm like come on that's no worse it that's not the point of the book i mean the book is very interesting it's a very interesting story and i think it's it touch it touches like uh, an interesting subject that we should talk more i think sex in general uh in books you have also the possibility to explore these taboos that it could be diet that it, it is a taboo politics and religion and sex i mean sex it's a, still a great taboo in our society so many things that cannot even be talked about you mm -hmm. know if you talked about that at least the book gives you like the possibility to have an internal discussion that it's uh, i think it's very healthy interesting so basically like we got this like to actually see a book like 50 shades of gray as almost a non-fiction book like you know about sex which which is interesting because actually like of course like we read i read a lot of books about the subject you know and of course i haven't told anybody those are like my secret books yeah you know and they're not on goodreads yeah okay <laughs> i put 50 shades of gray <laughs> i haven't put those in goodreads but yeah okay cool hey um look i'm so happy that you've been here this was a lot of fun 
and uh, it's my last episode in Dinglecast, and so I'm so happy that you were here with me today as uh, as the last guest. Uh, Dinglecast is not gonna die, so it's gonna continue, but like my part in it. Maybe after this episode, they will close it down, though. Like uh, too much <laughs> yeah, profanity. And, basically, uh, I, yeah, we we had to tap a bit more into business. We really haven't, because like you were actually entrepreneur as well, but we haven't really done that. But it's okay. It's no problem. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, yeah, see you later. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.